Welcome to our Victory Outreach Chino podcast. We pray you are blessed, encouraged, and challenged with this message. Praise the Lord. I'm going to ask you to remain standing, take a hold of your Bible, and turn to the book of Acts, chapter 16. The book of Acts, chapter 16. We're going to start reading in verse 9. And if, you have, and if you have it, give me a loud praise the Lord. All right. Verse 9. It says, During the night, Paul had a vision of a man of Macedonia standing and begging him, Come over to Macedonia and help us. After Paul had seen the vision, we got ready at once to leave for Macedonia concluding that God had called us to preach the gospel to them. This morning, I want to speak on the subject, can you see it? Look at your neighbor and say, can you see it? Let's pray. Heavenly Father, we come before you. We thank you, God, for your presence, your anointing that's here. We ask you, God, that you would minister to every person here. Let not one person leave the same, but ignite a fire and a passion within us, oh God. We thank you, Lord. In Jesus' name we pray. And everybody shouts. And everybody shouts. Before you see it, give five people a high five and ask them, can you see it? Just give away my age. And uh, I'm what you can consider a Gen Xer. Any Gen Xers out there, if you know what I'm talking about. A Gen Xer. Right? We, in our ministry, we have the pioneer generation, Joshua generation, this third wave. But in society, they have the boomers. I think before that, they have the baby busters, if I'm not mistaken, the millennials, and now Gen Z. But as a Gen Xer, it was crazy times, 80s, 90s. And I have to be honest, man, our era was pretty cool. We had Michael Jackson. No, I'm just playing. So when I went to high school, when I was in high school, there was all kinds of fads in my high school. I mean, you had people that were literally, like, they had everything. You had people who wanted to be like Bob Marley. Mexican lookalikes, dreads and all that. Then you had rebels. Then you had ravers. Then you had taggers. Then you had gangsters. Then you had breakdancers. I mean, then you had the jocks. I mean, you had all kinds of fads at my school. And the crazy thing is, to be honest, I try to fit in. I try to fit in with every single fat. As much as I try to fit in, I always stood out. I stood out. And I didn't recognize it at the time. I didn't know it at the time. I just knew, man, I'm just trying to fit in. I'm just trying to, you know, have friends, common interests, common ground, whatever. As much as, as, much as I try to fit in, I always stood out. And I stood up because I realized that at the, now that I look back, it's because I wasn't called to that. God had a calling upon my life. I didn't know it, though. After I graduated high school, I went to a community college, and I was there. And to be honest, as I was taking courses, I had no idea what I wanted to do with my life. If you were to ask me what classes would I take, I would just say I'm taking general courses. Because I had no idea what I wanted to do. And at the age of 19 years old, almost to turn 20, it freaked me out. 
It freaked me out because I had no purpose. I had no game plan for my life. I'm just going through life, and it totally freaked me out. And all of a sudden, I came to a gang night, 1996, January 10th, 10th, 27 years ago. Pastor Sonny was the youth pastor, and that night I gave my life to Jesus. I came in hurting, broken, confused, purposeless, completely just out of it. And Jesus completely, he zapped me. How many ever been zapped by the Lord? I wasn't touched. No, 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 no. I was zapped. I knew that I knew. You cannot persuade me that God was not, God's not real. Because that night, God literally zapped my life. I was saved. Going to heaven. But I still had no purpose. Still had no vision. So later, a few months down, I went to separate myself. I went to London, England. Pastor Brian and Sister Vivian were the pastors. Now I was there for about four months. And that entire four months, my prayer the whole time is, God, show me what is that you have for my life. I'm saved. I'm on my way to heaven. But I still need to know what is it that you want me to do. That was my number one prayer. Because I, I knew that if I had that, that I knew what I was going to do for the rest of my life. And it wasn't until the latter part of those four months where God clearly spoke to my life. It was a closet where they had like all the, the, the uh, uh, maintenance stuff. And I was in that closet praying. And that's where God spoke to me. And he's told me that I was called to be a preacher and a leader in my generation. And it was from that very moment that I knew, that I knew, that I knew that I was called by God, that God had given me a purpose, God had given me direction, God had given me a vision for my life. And since that very time, I've done my best. Maybe at times I've kind of went off course, but I believe God has always brought me back on course to fulfill that purpose, that calling, that vision for my life. Are you hearing me? I finally had what our pastor spoke about last week, a clear vision. A clear vision. And maybe you find yourself here this morning. Maybe you missed last week or maybe you're still here and you're still in the days. You're still in the fog. You're still in a dark time. I came to let you know that God desires to give you a clear vision. Are you hearing me? In order to have a clear vision, I believe that we need to have first an upward vision. Someone say upward vision. Here in our text, the Bible says that during the night... Paul had a vision of a man from Macedonia standing and begging him to come. See, having an upward vision means having a vision from God. Let me tell you something. You don't get a vision from Google. You don't get a vision from YouTube. You don't get vision from someone else on Instagram, TikTok, or anything like that. You have to get a vision from God. God is the author of vision, and he wants to give it to your life. 
See, this vision that Paul saw, it was clear. The Bible says that it was a man. A man. They didn't say what type of man or as far as like what, what city or anything like that. All they know, it was a man. See, God's vision for his people is a specific and unique calling that gives direction, passion, and hope. When you get a vision from God, it's specific. It gives you direction and it creates hope within you. But you might be here today and your vision might be a little bit blurry. Right? It's like when we're driving all the rain, you can't really see clearly. But I came to tell you that God has a plan and a purpose for your life. Not only is it clear, but also vision helps you stay focused. How many know as we go through life, things can tend to distract us? For some of you who have been serving the Lord many, many years, you know that there's been times where you've been distracted by trials, family, friends, worldly opportunity, things that try to get you off course. But thank God that God has a GPS to reroute you to get you back. Are you hearing me? Some of you might be there right now that you've been off course on a different path, but you decided to say, you know what, this year I'm going to go back to church 2023, and I came to let you know that God wants to reroute you. He's telling you, hey, take the exit off of Central. Right there, make it right. Turn into Victory Way because I'm about to reroute your life back to the vision, the purpose, the calling that I have for your life. You better shout and give God a praise this morning. Tell your neighbor, say, he's rerouting me. He's rerouting me. He's getting me back on course. I've been distracted too long. Helen Keller once said, what could be worse than being born without sight? Is being born with sight and no vision. No vision. Not only was, not only was the vision clear, but also the vision was compelling. The Bible says that this man was begging Paul. When I read that, I envision this man crying, pleading with such an urgency for Paul to help. You have to understand something, that God always gives us a vision from a need. It starts with a need. God told Moses, I, I hear the cry of my people, so I'm sending you. Nehemiah got a vision of rebuilding the walls after he heard the need of the people being, not just the walls, but the people being broken down. There was a need in 1967 where people could not fit into a regular church. So God gave our founder, Pastor Sonny Argazzoni Sr., a vision for opening a church for drug addicts and their families. See, a vision always comes from a need, something inside of you that's compelling you that, hey, this is not the way things are supposed to be. There's got to be a change. There's got to be a difference. Somebody needs to stand up and do something. Not only was it compelling, but thirdly, the vision was consistent. The Bible says the man in the vision was not just begging, but he, as he was standing. Meaning this, that the vision, the calling that God has for you, it's irrevocable. 
that you can't, you can't run, you can't get away from it. That God's calling upon your life is still going to be there even if you try to run like Jonah. And you can run as far as you can. And some of you right now, you're like Jonah. You've been running year after year after year. It's been five years, ten years. But all of a sudden, like Jonah, God sends a storm, a trial, a crisis. And it could be through losing a loved one, a sickness, going broke. It could be a major crisis in your life. But God sends that storm not to drown you. Not to drown you, but to simply get your attention to let you know that God still has a plan and a purpose and a calling for your life. So if you find yourself in the midst of a storm right now, guess what? You may say it's the devil, but I came to let you know it just might be God. Say, hey, do I got your attention yet? Do I have your attention because it's only then, all of a sudden, will we surrender. Because you know what causes people to get back to church? Pain. Crisis. Trials. Oh, we'll see you when you're going through it. Yeah, yeah, right now. Go ahead, leave. Go ahead, go ahead. But when you go through something, we'll see you. How many know what I'm talking about? Some of you have been there. That's how you came back to church. Because you've been there. You were once serving God, then you took off, and you hit seven times worse, and you're like, oh, man, I can't be out here in the world no more. The devil is eating me alive. I got to get back. I got to get back to the house of God. I, I, I got to get back to what God has for me. I got to get back because that's where I had true peace. That's where I had true love. That's where I was connected. That's where God spoke to my I I, I got to get back. That's why you're here today because God brought you back. Yeah, you might have been through some junk, through some storms and crisis, but it was not to drown you. It was simply to get your attention. You better shout and clap your hands if I'm talking to you this morning. Here's the crazy thing. Let me tell you this straight up. You won't be happy doing anything else when God's given you a plan, a calling, and a vision, and you're not fulfilling it. You'll try to do something else, but you'll be miserable, unfulfilled, living with regret. And there's people who have tried. And, they, and, they, and what they do is they get their stuff so wrapped up in work because they want to bury that feeling. They try to do just be busy because they don't want to feel that emptiness. That's why they go to drugs and drink and all that crazy stuff. Because deep down inside they know they're not really being fulfilled. Because they know that they know that they know because they're not fulfilling God's call. You can't run from God's call. When God has a calling for your life, the only truly way to be happy and fulfilled is when you fulfill that calling. 
not only was it consistent, but the vision required change. Change. You see, Macedonia was across the Aegean Sea, over into Europe. At that time, that was foreign territory, has not been touched. Paul was in Asia. But if you read the, the verses before it, God was closing the doors in Asia for Paul. All the doors were being shut. You would think that God was going to use Paul to expand there. But all Paul saw was shut doors. He thought, man, what's going on? I, I'm being shut. This is, man, I'm being shut down. But God saw something different. Paul saw closed doors, but God saw open opportunity for Paul. Because he wanted Paul to break into a whole brand new territory. Something that hasn't been done before. Isn't that what our pastor has been telling us? That God wants to do a new thing? A new thing within you? A new thing within our church? Forget the latter things, the former things. Don't you see that I'm doing a new thing? I'm doing a new thing. And that's what God wanted to do with Paul. He didn't want to just have him go into land that was already being hit. But he wanted to send him into new territory. Are you hearing me? New lands. New areas that he was able to spread the good news. God wants to do a new thing in your life. Somebody say new thing. Not only do we have to have an upward vision, but secondly, we need to have an inward vision. You see, after Paul has seen the vision, the Bible says that we got ready at once to leave for Macedonia. We got ready at once. Let me tell you something. If the enemy can't affect how you see God, then the next best thing is to damage how you see yourself. To the point that you believe God can't use someone like you. That you don't got what it takes. And you may feel like Gideon. Complexes. Insecurities. Hang-ups. Issues. And all of a sudden we allow those issues to blind us from the inward vision that God wants to give us. And there may be people here this morning that that might be your biggest battle. It's not so much with the enemy. Not even with your friends and your family members. It's with yourself. Am I talking to somebody this morning? You have inward battles, securities, thinking, I can't be like that. I can't do that. I'm no good at this. I don't got gifties. I don't got what it takes. Man, if they only knew what I've done. If they only knew. If they only knew. And all of a sudden, you're facing and dealing with all these inward complexes and insecurities to the point where you feel like, you know what, I, I know God is real. I know God saved me, but I don't think God can use someone like me. But I came to let you know is that God is not looking at where you are right now. That all that stuff might be true. Hello. But God is not looking to where you are right now. But God is seeing you for who you're about to become. Did you catch that? 
of who you're about to become. The best way I can explain it is I don't go as much as I used to, but I like to go to the movies every now and then. I know you think, man, Pastor Phil, that's a, you're a sinner. You go to the movies, what? Right? And uh, to be honest, it's very hard because my wife and I have very different tastes. She loves romantic comedies. Oh, God. <laughs> I like action. You know, Marvel, Star Wars, Avengers, all that type of good stuff. Right? The Wakanda, all that good stuff, right? So it's very hard for us to agree on a movie. But when I do go to the movies, when it's time, it's different now. You have to select seats and all that. But back in the days, come on, people, come back. If you wanted good seats, you had to go what? Early. And if you guys know me, I'm an early person because I want to be there early. And one of the main reasons I want to get there early is because I wanted good seats. I don't want the pastor seats. I don't want to sit in the front row with the pastors. I don't want to sit in the back row with the sinners. Now I'm just playing. Just teasing. Where do I want to sit? Right in the middle. Right there. Because I want to make right there center screen with a surround sound. Are you hearing me? I want to feel and see the movie. I want to be like this. And I want to feel it. So I get there early. Right? We used to be able to go buy snacks at the movies. But popcorn for $20 is just not worth it anymore. <laughs> 20 bucks for popcorn, my God. So nowadays, you know, you know what you all do. <laughs> you never carry a tote bag. But all of a sudden on this day, you got a tote bag. And in that tote bag, you got burritos. Tortas, popcorn, jiffy popcorn, soda, water. Hello, somebody. All of a sudden, man, you're stocked up. And you get to the movie right there, and all of a sudden you start passing out all this good stuff. You got the candy, you go to the dollar, dollar, the dollar store. Nine, nine, you got everything. And then there's always somebody, right? Somebody got, you got tapatio, tapatio. We need tapatio. Tap it, pass the tapatio down there. Pass it. So you're there, so man, right there, you're early, you got the good seats right in the middle. You got your burrito, your torta, you got everything. You got the tapatio, water, you're, you're got popcorn, licorice, you got everything, you're hooked up, right? And all of a sudden, the movie doesn't start yet. But you're still excited. Because you get to see what? The previews, ooh, previews. I like the previews. And all of a sudden, the previews, it's not the full motion picture. No, 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 no. It's about a good one to two minute clip of an upcoming movie. All of a sudden, they show you the new avatar. Oh, yeah, I want to see that one. See, that's good. That's on my list, right? The new Marvel ones, right? Oh, that, that, boom, there it is. They show the romantic comedy. That's you. You could go with the girls. Wife, go ahead. 
take the girls, take the girls. Right, but all the action stuff, whew, you're like excited. Oh, I want to see that one. Oh, that's good. I mean, you know what I'm talking about. Don't look at me like I don't know what I'm talking about. But after every movie, they all have one thing in common. Is what? They all end with coming soon. You don't get to see the full motion picture at that very moment, do you? But you do see about a good, what, 10 trailers. 10 trailers. Sometimes they show you like 15. My God. And they all end with coming soon. Meaning you don't see it at that very moment, but you see what's about to happen. I came to tell you that God wants to give you a vision, a preview. God wants to give you a preview of your life. It may not happen at this very moment. You just got saved. I was just 19 years old, but God gave me a preview of preaching and leading in my generation. I did not see it at that very moment. It was just a preview. Oh, but 27 years later, now I'm in the middle of my movie. I came to tell you this morning that God wants to give you a preview of the vision that God God has for your life. Are you hearing me this morning? You better clap. You better shout. You better get excited because God is about to show you what he has for your life. And let me tell you something. Let me tell you, just because others don't see it doesn't mean that it's not going to happen. Because they did not see Moses as a deliverer. Oh, but God saw it. They didn't see David as a king. Not even his brothers or his dad. But God saw David as a king. They didn't see the apostle Paul as an apostle and a preacher to the nations. But God saw it. They didn't see Pastor Sonny Sr. as a worldwide movement leader, but God saw it. I came to tell you this morning, God sees you for exactly who he has called you to be. You better stand up, you better shout, you better get excited, and you better praise God this morning, because God sees exactly who you are. I want you to shake hands with five people and ask them, can you see it? Can you see it? Can you see it? Can you see the vision? Can you see the purpose? Can you see the plan that God has for my life? Oh! Somebody shout, can you see it? Somebody shout, can you see it? Slap somebody and tell them, can you see it? If you can see the invisible, you can do the impossible. But you got to see it. It does no good to show up to the movies with your eyes closed. 
God wants to give you a preview. But you got to see it. Sit down, I'm not done. So the Bible says that they left at once. They left. They left at once. You know what that tells me? That tells me that I got to leave my old self and start walking to the new person that God's called me to be. I, I, I got to leave my old ways. Come on, Victory Group homes and... Come on, you people. I got to leave my old former self, my old ways. Okay, guys. All that. And I got to start heading to the direction that God has for me. I can't hang around with jokers no more. I can't hang around with fools no more. I can't hang around in negativity no more. I can't hang around with critical people no more. I, I, I got to leave at once. I got to leave to what God has for me. It's a destination now. It's, it's not just a place no more. It's a destination. I'm on a journey. I'm on process of becoming who God called me to be. Yeah, God called me. God gave me a vision. But now it's about going through a process of becoming who God called me to be. So now it takes a day by day, brick by brick, step by step. And I came to tell you, I may not be there yet. But guess what? I'm on my way. I'm on my way. I may not be there yet. But tell your neighbor, I'm on my way. I'm on my way. I may not be that leader right now. I may not be that preacher right now. I may not be that great man of God right now. But I'm on my way. You better clap. You better praise God. Oh! I'm on my way to do whatever, whenever, whatever God has for my life. Somebody shout and give God a hand of praise. Oh! Come on, somebody shout and give God a praise. Take the next 10 seconds and give God a radical praise. Yeah! 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 I'm on my way to what God has called me to be. So lastly, I'm not done. Sit down. God gave them an upward vision, an inward vision, because after all that, God wanted to give them an outward vision. An outward vision. The Bible says that they concluded that God called them to go into those different lands and preach the gospel. I want you to understand something about our ministry. Our ministry is just not local-centered. We're not personality-driven. We're not religious-driven either. 
If you think you came to a religious church, my friend, you have been mistaken. We are vision driven. So that requires us to always stay plugged in. You know, I like to normally, it's very rare that we do, but to drive my, with my entire family. Very rare, right? But I do like it when I have my entire family in the car. I have my wife, my three girls in the back seat. It's nice. Most of the times you're by yourself. I mean, you know what I'm talking about. But I like to have my entire family with me. The only thing, though, I have to say this, though. The only thing that I dislike is that there's always one fight argument that we all get into. Ugh, every time. Who gets to charge their phone? I don't know if it's like that for your family. But in my family, if everybody has a phone, everybody wants to what? Plug in. We only have one cord. One cord, so everybody's fighting. And the winner is basically whoever has the lowest percentage. That's the winner. I'm at 20%. Oh, I beat you. I'm at 10%. Then the baby, oh, I'm only at 3%. So even though it's my car and I pay for the thing, I still have to surrender and let the lowest percentage wins. Because we all understand by... Plugging in, something happens to that phone. You get what? Charged up. You get, when you, so when you plug in, when you get connected, something happens inside of you. You know, there's a new, a new term for the third waivers. They call it the plug, the hookup, the connect, the hot deals. That's where they, hey, that's the plug. Right, Gary? Like Gary, he's a barber. He's the plug. You want to get your get fade and all that? Boom, he's the plug. Go to Gary. Right? You want other things? I could tell you right now who's the plug in this church. I could tell you. I want your car. I, I do detailed and all that. I know the plug. I know the plug. I, I, I could tell you who, who you want. What, what you want? I know the plug. Because what is that telling us? That's telling us, hey, that's the connection. That's the hookup. That's where all of a sudden, man, you get anything, you, that's it, that's the plug. I came to tell you, if you ever start plugging into God, in this new year, 2023, this is not the time to be disconnected. You got to plug in. Plug into a V group. Plug into God's anointed now generation. Plug into the worship team. Plug into our service ministries. Plug into our victory pathway. You got to plug in because if you ever start plugging in. If you ever start plugging in, guess what happens? You begin to power up. Woo! The reason why. You're at a low percentage right now. It's because you haven't plugged in lately. The reason why you're barely making it, struggling. How you doing, brother? I'm just barely making it. I tell you why you're just barely making it. Because you haven't plugged in. Oh, but if you ever, if you ever, 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 if you ever, 
ever, ever, ever plug in to God and what He has for your life, guess what? You begin to power up level by level, percentage by percentage. The Bible says when you receive the power of the Holy Ghost, you will be my witness, not just here in Jerusalem, but Judea, Samaria, and all the most parts of the earth. Somebody shall power up. Somebody shall power up. Somebody shall power up. So first, you plug in. Second, you power up. Are you with me? First, you what? First, you what? Second. First, you what? Second, you what? First, you plug in. You power up so that you can preach out. So you can preach out. Well, Pastor Phil, I'm not called to be a preacher like you. Yeah, you are. But in your own way, your own style, in your own community, in your own family, at your school place, at your job, at your marketplace, when you go get gas, when you're right there at the mall, you are called to preach the gospel, not just with words, but with your life. Not just with your life, but with your actions. All of a sudden, if we have Christians that are here, that are plugging in, that are powering up, Oh, all of a sudden, you're compelled to preach out the good news of the gospel to tell people that are hurting, that are lost, that are bound, that are broken and bruised about the good news of Jesus Christ. Are there any preachers in the house this morning? Stand to your feet and shout and give God a praise. Somebody shall plug in. Power up. Preach out! Somebody shall plug in! Power up! Preach out! Come on, plug in! Power up! Preach out! Come on, one more time! Plug in! Power up! Preach out! Come on, clap your hands and shout and give God a praise! Oh! Oh! Oh, are there any power? people here this morning? Are there any people here filled with the Holy Ghost? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Thank you for joining our podcast. We pray these messages build, encourage, and strengthen you in your faith. If you would like to partner with us, the Mother Church is a great place to sow a seed. So head on over to our website at viochino.org and click the giving link located at the top of the page. Also, we would love to hear from you. So leave us a praise report, prayer request, or if you've given your life to the Lord, Let us know by filling out the salvation card. We would love to connect with you and help you get started on your journey of serving God here at Victory Outreach Chino.